historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times. Continue recording on this, the 22nd of October. I am Dino, and you are... I'm Ace. Man, uh, it's been a hellacious day. (laughs) (laughs) I've been out of town for several days. I I was uh, going to a funeral. Uh, My granddad died recently, and so we were... uh, yeah, I went to his. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. Um, I went to I went to his funeral, and then uh, I woke up this morning. That sounded callous. I I didn't particularly get along with my granddad too well. It was it's uh it's sad for my my uh mom whose father it was, mm-hmm. but I'm not too busted up about it. Um, emotionally, it's it's one of those things that it's just you know how it is sometimes. Sure. Um, I didn't mean to sound callous. <laughs> but um in any case dude i woke up i went to i went to bed and i was feeling a slight headache coming on and i asked Mm. i asked lady jane i said do you have any advil or did you bring any advil or anything and she said no no i did not and i said okay all right i I guess if i go if i go to sleep fast enough it won't get bad enough to keep me awake and then it'll be gone by morning so i lay down i go to sleep I wake up with a splitting fucking migraine. <laughs> oh no! It oh, was the no. worst. <laughs> oh no, that is the worst. I, I've woken up with migraines before. It is like the, one of the worst feelings. Uh, it's it's awful. It was terrible. My head was killing me. I still had to take a shower and get ready to go because we had to come back. We had a plane to catch today. Yeah. So we had to drive five hours and then hop on a plane and get back oh. here. Oh. So th- I thought you were already down there when you woke up. Before. Oh, okay. Oh, that's oh so bad. D- traveling with uh, yes, oh, it was miserable. So we were getting yeah. ready, and I was getting ready in the morning, getting ready to go. I'm gonna ride down with my dad, and uh, and um, I I let I asked mom if she has anything I could take for it, and and she gave me a a migraine medication it's a it's a migraine medication that she's prescribed uh it's not narcotic but it yeah. but it, it it has an effect on migraines it blocks migraines mm-hmm. and she gave it to me and i was like thank you so much so i took the thing and it wasn't really helping <laughs> mm-hmm. and it didn't really help and she said well it, it works best if you sleep like if you can take a nap and then it, it, it you'll you'll wake up and feel better and i said oh okay well i can't really do that i just got done sleeping um mm-hmm. It's that's going to be difficult to accomplish. And she uh, she said, well, I mean, she said, you're going to need to because uh, it's going to give you brain fog. Oh, and I was like, and thankfully, I'm not driving or anything. Right. So it's not a big deal. But I'm like, I'm I said, I basically I knew I I knew I had to record today. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wait, it's going to it's going to give me what? And she's like, yeah, it'll make it like, you know, your thoughts will kind of be hard to collect and stuff like that. And I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just I'm I'm like I have a show. <laughs> I can't <laughs> So, um I'm brain fogged at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, yes. a shorter episode. 
Um, and you know, it's just that's what happens. Uh, yes. You'll take it and you'll like it. Uh, yes, listen. exactly. <laughs> I just God. got back. I just got back from being traveling all day long, and I'm in a fog. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I. I can't focus very well. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's very understandable. It was. Yeah. For sure. So uh, I. I hate to say it, but yeah, this is probably going to be a, a pretty short episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. What have you been up to? <laughs> oh, not much. Not much. Just uh, dealing with some IRL stuff. Yeah. All right. Well. How about we get into the first story then? Yeah, for sure. Now, I wasn't following this at all. Neither but, was I. Until yeah. Like 20 minutes ago. Like it happened <laughs> so. and I knew it was weird and I saw headlines about it and stuff, but I was like, I can't, I, I don't have the bandwidth to give a shit about this right now. Um, yeah. But yep. it's gotten funnier. And yes. so now I feel like I have to. Yeah. So. Uh, this, this I, I, let's give some background first because I'm sure there are a few people who haven't really been following this either. Um, the U.S. House uh, at the beginning of the month, uh, House Republicans voted to remove Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. as the Speaker of the House. Um, so here's the, the what what ended up happening was okay. Here I'll just read directly from the story. It's from the Missouri Independent. Yep. Um, dissident Republicans in the U.S. House voted with Democrats on Tuesday to oust Kevin McCarthy as Speaker, a historic move that came just nine months after he secured the gavel following days of negotiating with the GOP's right flank and 15 rounds of voting. It wasn't immediately clear after the vote how the House would proceed in the coming days, having entered uncharted territory. No Speaker has ever been removed by the House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> North Carolina Representative Patrick McHenry was named Speaker pro tem until the election of a new Speaker. The 216 to 210 vote on a motion to vacate, which Florida Republican uh, Representative Matt Gates filed uh, Monday evening, capped off months of growing dissent among a small group of House Republicans. And this is, um, to clarify, this is the, the more um, Trumpian sort of Republican wing. Yeah. Uh, there's a list of Republican representatives uh, who also voted to remove McCarthy. Uh, they also voted against tabling the motion, which took place just before the vote and would have stopped the process from moving forward. Warren Davidson of Ohio, there's a few other people, voted against tabling, but, uh, uh, but for keeping McCarthy a speaker. All House Democrats present voted to declare the office of the speaker vacant. Um, it's very... It's very odd. I'm going to skip down a little bit. Gates and other hardline conservatives have publicly rebuked McCarthy for not holding to a private deal he struck with them in January in order to secure the speakership. The group of GOP lawmakers, some of whom are in the Freedom Caucus, have lamented McCarthy striking an agreement with President Joe Biden in May to avoid a default on the nation's debt and for relying on Democratic votes to pass a short-term government spending bill. Gates, speaking Monday on the floor, called on McCarthy to detail whether he had brokered a private deal with Biden to hold a vote on legislation that would provide additional aid to Ukraine in its fight against the Russian invasion. He also criticized McCarthy for uh, reportedly adding border security to those talks. So this is the, the reason this is happening is all fallout from the budget situation. Remember when they were going headed for a shutdown and all this other stuff? Yes. (laughs) Okay. This is all fallout from that. All of this is fallout from that situation. And apparently McCarthy did some, did some, 
some stuff that uh, the more hardline Republicans didn't like. And so they were like, you know what? Fuck you, guy. And he's gone. <laughs> he is no longer the speaker. And this happened a, a while, well, not a super long time ago, but a while back to the point where the, the House has just had no speaker uh, for a while. Yeah, they have, <laughs> and they have a speaker pro tem, but he's not official. This happened on the 3rd of October. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, look around. No one cares. Uh, it's, yeah. It's odd how it just has kind of kept going. I think it should stay this way. I think they should just <laughs> not get a new one. Just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um now there was there was the 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 thing that you saw that sort of brought this up was that um uh Jim Jordan had been sort yes. of elevated to the position of like you know whether like, he they were voting on him to become the speaker. And the uh kind of hardline Republicans yeah. uh said no to him too. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even get the, he didn't get the required amount of votes. Yes. So um, it really is just really funny that the guy that everyone thought was going to be like speaker uh, just it didn't happen. So now it's they still don't have an official speaker of the house. It's it's very funny. Yes. Um, the mainstream <laughs> sort of question on this, and I actually saw this. I watched a little bit of CNN this weekend. Mm-hmm. And this was an interesting thing. But anyway, the, it seems that the, the line on that, on that sort of media outlet is, uh, this is sort of the, the, the few remaining Trump Republicans, uh, or no, this is the, no, 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 this is the mainstream Republicans uh, sort of flexing against the Trump Republicans and making it clear that they're not welcome and that they're, they're, that, that they're over, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that's <laughs> sort of the, the line. Yeah, yeah. Uh I I yeah, I just think it's funny in general. That God, it's whole, so dysfunctional. Like, I didn't care I didn't care about this story when it originally happened, but I, I do love that it's just as you said, so dysfunctional and the fact that yeah, there's still no speaker of the house. It's just none. None <laughs> It's hilarious. Um and there you was also a story here. Yes, I found this to be very funny. So this was this is from CBS Colorado. Congressman Ken Buck says he's being can, can evicted. I just say, What's uh, up? Ken, the name Ken Buck is like the most Republican name oh, ever. Oh God, isn't uh, it? I've ever heard? It's like it's, it's like you know the an, an OG poster on Gap would have that name. Uh, Ken. Yes, Buck exactly. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> Ken Buck, and he would have <laughs> That's a the type of person to be on. <laughs> he would have a picture of one of the Duck Dynasty guys, but with uh, yes. like pit vipers on. Yes, exactly. In a truck or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ken Buck. Um, He says he's been evicted after refusing to vote for Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. (laughs) (laughs) Congressman Ken Buck, a Republican from Weld County, says his office in Windsor will soon be forced to move after receiving an eviction notice. Buck, a longtime resident of Weld County, received an eviction notice from his Water Valley for his Water Valley office space. Why did you have to say that twice? In the lead. You just said the same thing twice. Who wrote this? <laughs> Dylan Thomas with CBS Colorado. Buddy. Buddy. Your lead <laughs> is allowed to be one sentence long. It doesn't have to be. You don't need two sentences if they just say the same thing. 
Anyway. Jesus. A spokesperson for Buck said the eviction notice was given as a result of Buck's refusal to vote for Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House of Representatives. Buck also told reporters he received death threats due to his voting against Jordan for the position, which would put Jordan second in line for the presidency. A group of constituents gathered outside Buck's Windsor office on Friday to protest his votes of late. Uh, more than a dozen people held signs outside the office located next to the Pelican Lakes golf course. I... I guess go local, um, calling on Buck to vote for Jordan. It is, to be fair, a local news website. Anyway, um, Ken Buck, quote, Ken Buck is not listening to his constituents. He's not voting for Jim Jordan for speaker when the majority of people in his district want Jim Jordan, says Richard Wands, a resident in Windsor. Quote, we're here to let him know you need to do what people ask you to do, what the people want. That is what any politician should do. Who thinks like this? like i mean ideally yeah the the representative should do what their constituents want but like who thinks that actually happens right yeah like this is so like almost like it's some big you know betrayal that no one saw coming right <laughs> yeah the politician doesn't uh vote doesn't vote in line with his con- constituents entrance more more news at 11 that didn't come out smoothly at all. I'm in a fog, guys. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's it's very foggy in here. It Where is. am I? It's really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, quote, Kevin McCarthy was ousted because he made promises he didn't keep. Now we believe Jim Jordan will keep those promises and Ken Buck isn't voting for him once said. Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that was funny. So basically, his landlord was just like, "Yeah, you're uh, you're out of his office, not his house, right?" Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, it might be illegal to evict him for from his house for that. I I would think so. Uh, I would assume so, right? Local laws, you know, you never know. <laughs> oh, sure. But yeah, the, the he's, he's been he's been given an eviction notice from his office space from his storefront that he that he rented out as an office space. That is so funny to me, dude. That is re- that is really funny. just like I don't like how you voted, and um, I'm your landlord, so get the fuck out. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> I think that would actually be you know you know how people are always saying, well, no, we need to get like libertarians like in office somewhere uh, so they can make change. I actually think just staff a bunch of libertarians in like the fast food industry and refuse to serve politicians. Uh, I think that's it. and then see that's how you win. That's how you really exactly. Get it. Yeah, that's the that's that's praxis. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And it is uh, it's it, it is one of the oh god, I can't I I <laughs> I just I can't stop laughing about the fact that he sees this go down. The yeah. landlord does. He sees this goes down, go down. And he just says, fuck him. He needs to get the fuck yeah, out of my in, building. Not in Trump's America. <laughs> exactly. Try that in a small town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, evicting politicians is just hilarious. And I hope we see like way more of it. Because that is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I did see something interesting. I mentioned I was watching CNN. I saw something that I found to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. 
I can't remember who the talking heads were. I don't know the names of the people who say these things on 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 the television news networks. I don't understand. I haven't watched television news in a very long time, and I uh, I, I I don't really care about it here. Fuck television news. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't really follow TV news, and I don't, I don't know anything about who's yeah. on it. But I, did, I was watching CNN for a little bit in the in the hotel room, just in some downtime. I wanted to kind of see how the mainstream was covering the Israel situation, and in in the conversation that was being had between these talking heads, you know, each in their squares like the Brady Bunch. Um, the the, the host asked sort of what the you know what? What's they were gear? They're gearing up for this ground offensive into Gaza, and the host asked, "Like, what's the what? 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 Is, what is? Where does this go? You know, how does this? How does this play out?" And the one of the uh, people on there, a woman said, um, "Well, you know, one of the things that that sort of we encounter terrorism would want to apply here are some of the lessons that we learned in Afghanistan." And she said, "The first is that you need to have an end game. You need to have a victory condition. You need to know." what winning looks like and what that means. Yeah. And she said, the second thing is uh, the length of the conflict. She said, because the longer the conflict goes, the more civilian deaths you have. And the more civilian deaths you have, that means you, you are radicalizing other people who are around that and knew those people. You're radicalizing them when they otherwise may not have been radicalized. And I'm sitting here watching this and I'm saying, holy shit. Yeah, is this the brain fog? Is this uh, like what am I listening to? Right? right? I'm I'm watching this and I'm thinking it, it, it's not that long ago that all the major media mm-hmm. outlets were basically saying blowback doesn't fucking exist. Right. Yeah, or they would just pretend that they wouldn't even mention it. Like it, right. really, it was just wasn't a thing at all. Yeah. Exactly. And yet here she is describing exactly what blowback is. Yeah. And and she's and 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 sort of what falls out from that. And, and, and how it happens. CNN, was this someone CNN had on, or was it an actual host? The the this was a uh, like a counterterrorism expert that they had on. Oh, okay, interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, I hope I hope ex, I hope the counterterrorism expert air quotes came through. But honestly, all of the things that she said were correct. About, yeah, right. about the yeah. mistakes that were made in Afghanistan and and in Iraq, for 100%. that matter. Yeah. And, and it, you know, that's the thing, right? It's so incredible to me that blowback should be the most obvious thing in the world to explain to someone. Absolutely. And the fact that people somehow think that it's not something that happens or it's just like not something that, you know, uh, that people ever factor. And it's like, like the, the, the very people who are just like, no, blowback isn't real. Those are the very people who are experiencing the effect of some type of an attack. And they're like, we just want revenge. We want blood. They're the very people who are literally in the process, like uh, fulfilling, you know, the, the prophecy of blowback uh, by just wanting blood, right, for revenge. Um, and no even if civilians die because of it. Yes. And, uh, and w- when you're like in that state, it's like, yeah, if like obviously if you go and you like kill someone's uh, like child in like a bombing or something no matter how justified you feel in doing so 
you're going to make that person hate you. In fact, the the, the chance that they will become radicalized and want to go and you know, take revenge, like just like how you took revenge, yes, uh, is high, very high. Yes, absolutely. And and this is the thing that that Trevor Aronson points out is that every every successful um, terrorist attack in the United States since nine eleven, every successful, I should say, terrorist attack that's linked to. Um, uh, linked in some way to uh, what what I guess used to be called radical Islam. What are they calling it now? Is it still radical Islam? I, I well, I've heard. Yeah, I've still heard radical Islam from like the uh, uh, people like uh, Dave Rubens of the world and stuff like that. So I think that's still what they're going with. Okay, um, every successful yeah. terrorist attack in the United States that was linked to that was blowback. I mean, you have the yeah. you have the 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 Boston bombing, the the nine one one call from the Pulse nightclub was explicit about what that was about. Right. Um, so, the, like all of the all of these, and this is that's just Trevor Aronson's point that he makes in his he has a TED talk from many years ago, but he also has a great book, The Terror Factory, um, about the FBI and how the FBI enables these people to commit these terrorist attacks. Uh, and and the the it kind of links in with the six week cycle and all this stuff from the old no agenda days and and from the yeah. days when Jim Comey was in charge of things where you had every six weeks there was a the FBI would foil a terrorist attack and it was like uh, it turns out that the whole thing was set up by the FBI um, <laughs> so they right. could then foil it uh, but anyway yeah it's it was such an interesting thing to see the mainstream news saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the, the one of the major risks here is blowback. And I'm just like, fucking what? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is really wild. Uh, you, like, I, re- I remember when Ron Paul first talked about it, uh, and then people, like, everyone was like, oh, that's obviously insane, right? That's, it's anti-American is what it was called. They clearly hate us for our freedom. Right, right. And also, people use the, you know, the whole, like, uh, well, no, the the reason they're terrorists is because of, you know, radical Islam. And it's like, like, obviously, you know, people, like, everywhere, and this is not unique to the Middle East, people everywhere, like, have or use these type of meta-narratives as, like, supplemental justification for what they do. Yes. So, like, in a lot of, like, terrorist circles, yes, you will see, like, uh, tenets of Islam being cited, right? Um for sure but you you always have to think to yourself it's like okay if we just like even if we ignored the religious aspect of it the fact that a lot of these terrorists are fighting uh specifically in response to something else some other like thing that has happened in the past uh those that would likely happen without the religion right like that like it's not unique to it so the fact that people will use like uh, that, those type of religious reasons, that's just to me a supplemental like meta narrative people use to further increase their justification. Yes. But it's not the primary reason. Uh, you can uh, even if that wasn't the case, uh, you know, people would still feel like, oh, this group murdered my child. I'm going to make sure they pay. Right. Yes. That's, like that's just a human thing. Well, there was somebody. There was a. Uh, there was somebody who was arguing. This is something that I think needs to be made clear, especially in the context of. Or and it's. And I want to be explicit in saying it's my position. I don't know if you share it. Yeah. Um. But this was a conversation that I was having with somebody the other day, where where it was it was of course about Israel and 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 Gaza. Um. But the 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 conversation. He basically uh, his his sort he sort of presented this hypothetical where it's like, well, if you have a guy who's shooting at you from inside his house. Uh, 
Does he have to kill your whole family before you shoot back, you know, because he has kids and a wife running around in his house? And um, I told him, I said, no, do what you want. I mean, handle it however you want to handle it, but just be aware that if you kill an innocent bystander to his actions, you're a murderer. Yes. I mean, just be aware of that. And yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And, and his, his whole thing was like, so wait, you, so you would just wouldn't do anything about it? And I'm thinking, I didn't say that. And I told yeah, him, there's I, a difference. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I just, I just real, real quick. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, no, go ahead. I told him that I, it's, it's, I do not need to wrap my brain in a pretzel to justify an immoral action, even if I might right. take it. Yes. Yes, exactly. I can, I will take the rap. Of being a bad guy, a piece of shit, an absolute scumbag. If I shoot into that guy's house and I wipe out his whole fucking family yeah. because he's shooting at mine, I will take that rap. I yeah, know at least that what I did honest. to those people was bad, but I yes. still <laughs> might do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. And so the kind of what I was saying was just like, there's, there's, uh, I, I, I am, I am morally mature enough to understand that I may, in order to protect me and mine, I may be forced to do something evil. But exactly. what I it's will a more not... extreme version of, oh, sorry, go no, ahead. Go, go, for it, go for it, go for it. No, I was just gonna say, it's a more extreme version of like, well, would you steal bread if your family was starving? It's a exactly. more extreme version of that. It's like, it's like, yes, I would, yes. but I am not going to delude myself into thinking that it's somehow justified. It doesn't it's make this idea it not that, well, theft. Right. It's like this idea of like, well, you know, I'm a good person, and if I could justify myself doing it, then that means it must be a justified act. It's kind of like a reverse reasoning like that. Like they're starting from right. the conclusion and working exactly. backwards. Exactly. Yeah. And here's the and here's the big fucking dirty fucking secret about the idea of ethical theory and, and and having a theory of morality versus existing in a world with other human beings. And that is that sometimes you have to make a choice. And and mm-hmm. and that choice may be the best choice for you may be to do something morally wrong in order to protect yourself or people that you love. The difference yeah. is in not lying to yourself yes. about whether what you did was strictly morally right. I don't yes, feel absolutely. the need to be morally right in that way. If I'm protecting me and mine and I have to commit some bad act to do it, fine. But it's a bad it's act. One of the, yeah, right. It, it's like this idea that it, if you're going to like... Yeah, it just it just like pretty much exactly how you put it. Like if you're going to actually like do something bad, don't lie to yourself and say, "Well, no, it was actually, you know, uh it was what I did was perfectly justified because well, you know, uh he started it or something like that, right? You see this right. all the time uh where it's like, "Okay, yeah, he started it, but you, if if you still kill like innocent people, bystanders, it's like they had rights. Their rights don't go away because in their mere proximity." Exactly. Uh, to, you know, so it's yeah, obviously it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, you, uh, 
like take just take responsibility for it. just don't don't like oh well actually i was perfectly justified actually those japanese babies did deserve to get uh you know incinerated in sure hellfire because they, look uh you know uh they were a part of a nation that it, that nation attacked us so obviously you know they had it coming it's uh, just, it's the you know, it's, it's sort pretzel, of the, mental pretzel it is it absolutely is and to me it sort of reflects on the idea of moral behavior versus reasonable behavior, right? I don't think these are the same thing. And so, so to me, a reasonable man, I may, like, and this is an argument people have about the nap, too. This is an argument people have Mm -hmm. about the nap, where it's like, people are, people basically say, uh, and, and in fact, uh, uh, Austin Peterson has been making this argument of late. Um, (laughs) the idea that you have to, the nap would require you to allow yourself to be assaulted or killed because shooting (laughs) at the person doing it puts other people at risk. Like if there are bystanders, you might shoot through him and hit one of them. You might miss and hit a bystander. Um, those things are, that and and the fact that those risks are possible means that you don't get to defend yourself and therefore the nap is suicide right that's the way the Which logic is, goes yeah and, and he's wrong on those counts oh, yeah, it's uh, absolutely bullshit yeah. yes it's total bullshit because the difference is the the nap doesn't say i don't get to defend myself i absolutely get to defend myself right. it doesn't say i can't take the risk of hurting someone else i absolutely can right, right? Well, i can't take far, that you risk. do that every day you it's, walk outside you have a chance of hurting someone else you know uncontrollably or exactly you know, exactly and 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 there's a there are two kind of questions that go along with that one is the question of intent right um mm-hmm. am i and that's sort of what delineates between a murderer and a manslaughterer you know what I mean? Like, right. is, is the question of intent. And then there's the question of harm. Have I taken right. somebody's rights from them unjustly? And so if, right. I, if I am sitting here and I'm shooting at a guy who's trying to do me harm, okay? And it, one of my bullets goes through him and hits a bystander, all right? Okay, yeah. I, I, and kills him. Kills him fucking dead. All right. Yeah. It was not wrong of me to shoot at the guy who was mugging me. Right. And it was not unreasonable of me to make that choice either. Yes. And I did not have the intention of killing that bystander. Right. So I'm not a murderer in a strict sense. Right. I am, however, a manslaughterer. And I did yes, take that, that person's life. And for that, I am yeah. responsible. Yeah. And his rights have been violated. Exactly. Uh, by that act. Yeah. I did yeah. cause <laughs> that harm. Yeah. The fact that people can't like delineate between that, a lot of people can't delineate between that, uh, is really concerning <laughs> a little bit, actually. Right. Uh, and I, I, I saw you actually make a really good point about how people are using intent uh, really maliciously. Uh, in oh, God, about, like, it is the dumbest people. thing. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, Dean, I, I drop a nuclear bomb on New York City, right? Because there's this uh, subway rat that stole my slice of pizza, right? So I, I was targeting the rat only. I yes. wasn't targeting anyone else that was in the known radius of the bomb I was dropping. Uh, I was only targeting the rat. So obviously, I'm, I'm in the clear, right? Yes, I, I, <laughs> clearly. This is why. Yeah. This is why Austin. This is why Austin Peterson's retarded because his exact tweet. <laughs> His exact tweet was, anarchism is the belief that first-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter are the same. That's what, that's what he said. Um, oh, God. And, and, and this is why he's retarded. <laughs> because um, the, the, there's a difference between legal intent 
and in in the context of you know the what what is murder versus manslaughter, and yeah. there, and intent in the context of we didn't until intend to kill those kids that we knowingly bombed. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, and I and I did say for those interested at common law, the requisite mens rea that's the that's the uh, the, the the mental state the the, the intent, yeah. right? Uh, for murder is most often expressed as malice aforethought, and that, inclu- that includes uh, an intentional act taken with a depraved indifference to human life. Right. Right? And that would not, by the way, include me shooting at the guy who's mugging me unless I'm shooting wildly and with total abandon. Like, this, this is a high bar, depraved right. indifference to human life, but it does include blowing up places where people are. Yeah. And for I, so I'm obviously not a legal expert, but it, it's been my understanding that in many jurisdictions, second degree murder includes uh, I, I think in some jurisdictions, this is manslaughter in some it's second degree murder, that it includes homicides caused by a uh, reckless indifferent to human. Yes, uh, to recklessness. Human. But here's uh, the thing, too. In, in yeah. this is one of the weird ways that statutory murder laws and common law murder laws are sometimes the same and sometimes different. And that is that yeah. sometimes um, and this depends on jurisdiction and definitions and things like that. But recklessness and um, depraved indifference are two different levels. So oh, like, okay. it's like depraved indifference is worse than recklessness. I, that makes sense. Okay, yes. Which I would classify dropping a bomb on a, on a place that would, to me... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, one of, the, one of the primary differences is that recklessness... For recklessness, the, the, um, the result of your act must have been foreseeable. Okay? Mm-hmm, um, right. Foreseeable and have a, likely, a high likelihood of happening. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Somebody correct me if I'm not. Um, and then, but, but like depraved indifference, this is, you know, that there are people in that building who have, are not a legitimate target. Yeah. (laughs) And you just do not care. That's indifference. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for a fact that when you drop that bomb, you're going to injure or kill them. Yes. And you do it anyway. Yeah. That's depraved indifference. Yeah. That's murder. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Austin Peterson is a retard. Yeah. Like to me, like the whole like, you know, and ultimately like to me, you know, personally, like where I fall back on is like no matter what you like, I, I'm not disagreeing that there's a distinction between manslaughter and murder. But ultimately, it's like I, I care about like, hey, these people's rights are being violated at the end yes. of the day what you want to call it uh but but you do make a really good point that yeah no <laughs> it's a, absurd to say oh, i'm going to drop a bomb on that has a, a no blast radius yes in a place where i know civilians are <laughs> and it's like oh well but i was aiming see dean that that little dot in the the radius of my bomb that's what i was really aiming at <laughs> right see so and so the other I, and so all the other deaths were totally unintentional yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Fucking what? <laughs> right, yeah. I, 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 I kind of like use this like, no, unintentional is like, you know, when you're on black ice and you're, you lose control of your car and hit someone. That's like, to me, unintentional. That's not the same as like dropping a bomb yeah. on a group of people. Or that if you... you're shooting at a mugger and you accidentally right. kill a bystander, even, if, yes. even though you were shooting responsibly. Like, that's, yeah. th- th- that's uh, totally unintentional. Yeah. 
And that's the kind of thing where it's just like in an unintentional in a situation where you're where that's totally unintentional. Even 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 in the legal system we have now, everybody kind of understands that like manslaughter kind of means you didn't mean to, but you still right. get punished yeah. for it. Yes. Like, like they still like punish you for has it. still been caused. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, it, yeah. exactly right. And so the, the, the question that needs to be answered then is, um, even though I didn't mean to, do I still owe them? Yes. And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. And even, so even by, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but from my reading of the nap and I, I and this was also like Rothbard's as well to, well, to my understanding, actually, I, I believe this was Rothbard's. Yeah, it was, uh, Rothbard's understanding, and I think this is the correct understanding of the nap, is that intent really doesn't matter in terms of was a person's right violated. Yes, because uh, that's the question it, that the uh, nap is asking. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like there are intent. I do think intent matters, but it doesn't matter in determining if the if a right was violated. Intent so matters like, is as to whether or not the violator is a is a uh, is a scumbag. Bad or not. person. Yeah, yes, exactly. It it. Intent has moral character significance, but it doesn't really have much significance in terms of a, 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 a purely thin rights-based analysis. Right. Like, was this person's rights violated? And we and all learn as children that I didn't mean to isn't really a defense. Like, like, right. It may, you may be a good person uh, who did a bad thing, yes. right, if you didn't intend to do yes. it. And but your, it and your apology will absolutely be accepted and all other stuff where it's just right. like, yeah, I knocked over this vase accidentally. I didn't mean to. Yeah, but you still knocked yeah. over a million dollar vase. You owe him a million dollars. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. And, and we all learn that as kids. Yeah. We all learn as kids that it's like, well, you didn't yeah. mean to, so I can't be too angry with you. I can't, I can't punish you. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't really go after you in the sense yeah. that you're a bad guy and I need to teach you a lesson or anything right. like that. But what I can do is say, yeah, but you still did it and you owe me. Right. Exactly. Like if, I don't know, if I, if I accident, if again, if I'm driving my car and I slip and there's some black ice I don't see and my car like slams into someone's house causing a lot of damage, I didn't intend for any of that to happen. Uh, nevertheless, I would owe the person. Yes. Uh, because I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. And that's why Austin Peterson's an idiot. Yes. Uh, one of many reasons. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, well, the other, the other oh, thing, too, yeah. is yeah. even if intent doesn't really matter with regard to the nap, he's making a, 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 an argument about legal distinctions. First degree yes, murder and, and voluntary <laughs> manslaughter. And he's dead yes. ass wrong about it. Yes. <laughs> dead ass wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the uh, the tie and look, my opinions on Austin Peterson for years has, has been this person is a grifter, um, uh, uh, like unabashedly, uh, he's just a grifter and he does not understand the theory he claims to uh, be a part of. Uh, not in the slightest. Or the lots. Yeah, so it's like okay, uh, and he's <laughs> uh, and now he's. Uh, I think to just today he was like, well, I'm going to go uh, make another branch that's not you know pacifist or whatever and by pacifist he means uh one where we get to justly kill uh innocent people because bad person nearby uh that's what he means when he says uh not pacifist uh, yes exactly and i still have i still have the screenshot of when he called me retarded on my old account uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was my banner for a while on that account <laughs> I, oh, I remember that. Yes, I remember. That. <laughs> I love it so much. It's one of my favorite pictures. I want to frame it. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one of the things that that people are not understanding is that there are distinctions between and and just like that that guy who was just like, well, I mean, why would you would would you not do anything about the guy who's shooting from his house? No, dude, I might absolutely I might turn his house into Swiss fucking cheese, I, man. But that I doesn't also, mean I'm not a murderer. Yeah, yeah. I also. <laughs> I don't understand why people ask the question, what would you do? Because what I would do has no significance on what is justified in morals. Or on what is being done. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, what would I do? That's, I mean, that's interesting if you just want to know what I would do. But even if I said, yeah, I would steal the loaf of bread to feed my family. That doesn't, that's not the same thing as me saying that would be justified to do. (laughs) It's not at all saying that. Uh, so it's just it's just a weird like uh, like retort to say oh so what would you do it's like well what I do would not matter it does it does, wouldn't change the calculus at all of what I'm saying yeah it wouldn't not in the slightest and this is this is one of the things that bothers me is I've seen a lot of people making these same arguments with regard to you know like with Israel like people just start uh, history at October seventh. And they're like, right. well, what would you do if you were Israel? And I'm just like, well, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm not a nation state. I'm a guy. Yeah. Right. So asking what I would do in a situation like this is kind of... With us right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so asking what I would do in that situation is kind of stupid. But... Right. Like, let's, let's even just take, like, 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 just like that. Let's just take that hypothetical where it's like some dude, yeah. some dude uh, comes into my home and starts torturing my family and shit. I'm killing him. I'm killing him. Yeah. Some dude does that and then runs back to his house. I might chase him down and kill him. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. But, but there's no, there, that doesn't mean that if I chase him down and kill him and his family, that doesn't mean I'm not a murderer. Yeah, there's also a lot of things where we don't know what we situations we might right. we might you know quarterback armchair quarterback here and think oh well this is what I would do or something like that but we don't know for sure what any of us would do or be driven to do. That's exactly right. Just, so it really doesn't matter to be like in the moral calculus of what what is justified and what isn't. Yeah, uh, like, if, if the know. question is what is right, then what I would do is a very little consequence. Trust me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I really do think that for a lot of people, they're starting with "I'm a good person," and then they're retroactively declaring that, "Well, if I would be, I would feel justified in doing this. That must mean it's a justified action." Right. Uh, but I think th- that's th- how people kind of reason. But this is the thing that people forget is like, and this is one of the things that the I was listening to, and I recommend everybody do this. Have Have you listened to the Martyr Maid series on Israel and um, Palestine? I I still need to. I know you sent it to me. I still need. To do that but i'm going i'll I'll do that this it is so fucking good and and one of the one of the points that he makes that that was really kind of impactful was this idea that like everybody thinks they're better than than the worst stories that they hear like and and he's talking specifically about famine and he's and he's saying like everybody thinks they're better than cannibalism everybody thinks they're better than all of this stuff and the simple fact is in our most desperate moments, we're animals. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, you know, the, it's, it's like the, you know, uh, the scariest thing about the Nazis is that they weren't monsters, right? Is That's that exactly for, right. For a lot of them, they were just people, and they had lives outside of their 
absolutely horrendous like uh, yeah. job. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the, they, the the guards at the concentration camps had to go like lay down and go to sleep at night. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. people so do. It's like, yeah. So you know this whole idea that you know. Uh, I like. I don't think like when we when we talk about like a good person versus a bad person, it's. I don't believe it's like some like intrinsic quality, uh, something you just like that. Well, you could never do. Now, I do think there are people who have limits that are far beyond other people's limits for sure. Sure, absolutely. Right? But you know the idea that well, I could never under any circumstances. Bad thing. I think that's insane thinking. I think it's just, and I think it's <laughs> yeah. dangerous. I think, I think uh, if you get any type of power in that situation, the idea that you're always morally right, or you know th- these types of things, it, it, that's very dangerous. Right? Yes, yes, um, you're, that is an excellent point. It, it it all follows from the presumption that your own moral judgment is impeccable. And right, not only yes, that, and, yeah. and not only that, but even if your moral judgment is impeccable, that you would always follow that path. Or that you're interpreting your morals in the correct way in any given situation. Exactly. That's also, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you could be you could be interpreting your own principles wrong in a given scenario. Sure. And on, you know, not to, not to be like you know uh, Reddit atheist type thing, but there is also like the thing of like you know uh, you can cause a lot of uh, human suffering if you think that God is always on your side. Type. Thing, yes. Right? In, no, that's like, exactly right. If you think, and you know that's that's the same as if you just think you're always going to be if you're always morally right or side of things uh then yeah you, you can cause insane amounts of human suffering and that's why that's why things like the nap and things like you know we've talked a lot about deontological ethics and stuff but these things yeah. are these things are number one they're guides and number two they are um they are ideals yes these yeah. are these are things that we should strive to be yes right it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna yeah. do it all the time <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and to deny that you have an animal nature that may put you in is that may that you, to deny that you have an animal nature and that others have an animal nature is mm-hmm. is a is an absolute denial of frankly moral agency in an interesting way where it's like, well, if right. I'm doing it then it can't be bad. It's like, no, no, no. You're allowed to make bad decisions. Yeah, you're allowed to make immoral choices, and in some cases, you may feel you absolutely have to, and you may be absolutely right in that, but that doesn't make it moral. Right. I think people confuse like there's an animalistic type, like when when people talk about self defense specifically, there's a a type of self defense which is like the like maybe I might think of like the libertarian idea of self defense, and then there's the animalistic self defense. Right. Oh yeah. I think most people when they talk about self defense are talking about the latter. Uh, oh yes, uh, because in a in an animalistic type of self defense, you're you know if you're backed into a corner, uh, you're willing to do just like a bunch of really like bad things uh, to stop the threat from happening, even if that causes a lot of destruction for people who may not have been a threat to you at the time. Uh, yeah, but nevertheless, you feel justified because you feel like well, you know, every you know uh, fiber of your being is on the line, right? So that kind of gives you this like. Uh, du jour like justification uh, for anything you do that, that the feeling of it, I should say. Yes. Um, so I, I think that is probably uh, I, when I see like people talk about self-defense, I that's usually what I see when they're talking about it is this type of like animal urge. I absolutely agree. Yeah. 
there's there's very little um <clears throat> I, I i i have very little patience for people who feel the need to maintain the illusion that every action that they're going to take is going to be a moral action right yeah it's like uh, again it's like and you know it's like i obviously you know if you care about uh like if you care about being a good person it it can be very healthy to be like i want to make sure i'm always like uh doing the right thing yes um i can i I sympathize i empathize and i can understand like that that need that feeling of i want to make sure i'm doing everything right but then that can there's a type of there's a vulgar side to that that can become um, if I feel justified in doing this, that must therefore mean it's morally justified. For me. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's where you, you can kind of get the two things confused. Um, yes, I, I wish to be good um, can be supplanted by I am good. Therefore, right, or I need to do that or I feel in my being I need to do this thing. And therefore, that has to be good because, uh, you know, I feel it's necessary. Exactly. And that's just not it's just not the case. It's just not the yeah. case. And I told this guy, right. too, I was like, I, I, there, are, there are very many evil things that I may do to protect me and mine, but that doesn't mean that they're good. That just means I might do them. And, right. uh, and, and he called it a cop-out, and I was like, it's not a cop-out. It's the most no. honest answer. Yes, it's literally a, a, a accurate description of events of what is happening. <laughs> But the, the uh, difference like, the difference is I'm not going to say like oh, well that thing I did wasn't evil. I might say I had to. But that doesn't right. mean it wasn't bad. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh, right, right. Yeah. Uh it's one of those things where it's like man, uh like sometimes there're going to be times I mean, I hope there's not times like this, but people have experienced times where it's like they if they don't do something bad, they feel like, well, they're going to die. So I can completely understand the animalistic urge to be like, I'm going to do this. Um, and that's completely understandable to me. What I find cowardly uh, is, yes. is this delusion that, well, I felt I had to do it, so therefore it was uh, to do it. Yes, uh, it's moral cowardice. Uh, yeah. I yeah. cannot it, accept it, that I am capable of bad. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, 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 it like, just blows me it blows me away dude it's so dishonest and if you take yeah and if you take rights seriously it's very absurd when you think about it the idea that my rights would suddenly become forfeit because of my proximity to a bad person it's insane like when you just break it down like that i think it's easy to understand how absurd uh like the, the claim is right that well they were near the bad person uh and you know it's just it's like no that you may have felt it was necessary to do what you need to do but that person's rights just got violated yes uh, yeah yeah is it just because there's one guy that you feel the need to kill at a yemeni wedding doesn't mean you get to blow up the whole yemeni wedding yeah and also it's very arbitrary like what is an acceptable proximity to the bad guy oh sure (laughs) you know well the blast radius of whatever weapon i happen to be using at the time right right yes it's like hey you know the death star was uh justified in on right uh it's like yeah, well there's there a terrorist there there are real terrorists on alderaan so obviously <laughs> uh you know they shouldn't have been in proximity to those bad people there was probably a murderer on alderaan and yeah and the empire was just doing its job in making sure that right. that murderer faced justice 
Right, exactly. And they didn't want to risk their, uh, you know, stormtroopers' lives uh, needlessly. So obviously, it, you know, an, an invasion would have killed so many stormtroopers, Dean. So yeah. obviously. So obviously uh, the right thing to do was just to nuke it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, space absolutely. laser it. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I, it just, it, it, it bugs me, dude. It really bugs me <laughs> how simplistic people are in their thinking that they can't, that, and, and, and the dishonesty. Yeah. The dishonesty is really what gets me about it. Yes. Yes. Ugh, it really, it, it really is annoying. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's the, uh, the, the, there's the other stuff that I'm seeing, and this, this is bugging me too, by the way. There is a, uh, the number of people who have said that I want my wife to die. Oh, God. Uh, because, because I'm making the argument that, by the way, not that Hamas is good. Um, right. I've never once made that argument, and I wouldn't. No. As an organization, I think Hamas is uh, probably uh, evil. Yeah. Uh, just in a word, right? In a, in a nice colloquial little word, uh, evil. Can I say something about that real quick? Because that, that is something that bugs me too, is that some people will often ask, why are you harping on Israel's actions when it was Hamas? The difference yeah. is no one's trying to justify Hamas, really. People yes. are trying to justify Israel's that actions. That is it. So that's yes. why that's why we're critiquing it is that right if everyone was critiquing israel's actions it'd be like okay yeah, I, I wouldn't feel the need to like harp on this really uh because like obviously it's it's got it's covered right right because there's so much pushback to that it's like no we had like i feel like okay you guys are obviously just like excusing horrible things um, I mean, but i'm saying, sorry we, we no you're correct we say nobody by the way we, we don't we're not yeah, counting the general. idiots on college campuses it's people who yes, matter yeah i Right, right, yeah. <laughs> some yeah, some idiot club on a college idiot. campus doesn't fucking matter. Right, yes. Um, but, but sorry, go, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, a, that's an excellent point to make. That is, that is the absolute core of it, is that everybody is acting like Israel is in the moral right. Yes. When in, in all actuality, and this is the part that's, that people really, really, really don't want to hear, but the reality of the situation is... The actions on October 7th are wrong and bad, but totally understandable. And the actions of Israel right now are wrong and bad, but totally Mm -hmm. understandable. Yes. Yeah. When you kill, it's it's blowback. When you kill people, uh, their families uh, are going to want revenge and they don't, they're not going to care how many innocent people, people they, a lot of times they're not going to care, I should say, uh, how many innocent people have to die uh, for them to like get revenge uh, yeah. that it's a, just an understandable human reaction it's not good obviously we're said we're not justifying it uh but it is a human reaction yeah and it totally it's it's absolutely this whole conflict is just a series of blowback yes yeah in both directions going back uh until going back to like 1920 i think two something like that mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the, the whole conflict is just blowback following blowback. Um, I, I'm sorry. I interrupted you though, when you were saying you, you were tired of people saying like, Oh, you know, oh yes, I'm sorry. Right. I, I, I totally no, lost my train. No, of no, I interrupted no, you. It, no, no, that's my fault. Yeah. No, it was a great point though. Um, the, the, I'm, I am sick of people saying when I do criticize, uh, Israel, 
Um, and I'll, I'll be, I'm, I actually want to clarify something about that here in a little bit, but, um, that, that I, uh, one guy asked me, I actually pulled up his thing. Um, one guy asked me, he said, uh, I think I pulled up the wrong one here. Um, he said, let's get this over with. Do you agree with Hamas that all Jews should be exterminated? Oh my god. And there was another guy who actively said, like, why do you think that the Jews are bad? And why are you an anti-Semite? And all this other stuff. <laughs> and I take um, some offense to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I talked about in the last episode how weird it is to think that my kids are going to be Jews in this world. And, and, and with all the Zionism and, 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 oh, and with the degree of anti-Semitism that does exist and things like that. I've actually had that conversation on this mm-hmm. show. Um, and my wife in particular is a right. Jew whom I love greatly. And I, I said on the episode that she was on, <laughs> I told her... Um, and and we we were talking about this earlier too on the plane. I told her I was like, you know, it's it's uh it sucks because I don't have the um I don't have the credibility of saying that I'm a Jew and an anti-Zionist. Mm-hmm. Like there's automatic credibility with that where it's like, well, wait a minute, then that must mean there's something more nuanced going on here. Right. I can't say that. And so I have to use, <laughs> this was the, the joke. I have to use my wife as a human shield to some extent <laughs> against accusations of anti-Semitism because sure. it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm no, I'm not at all an anti-Semite. I have no problem with Jews. Right. Um, I have a problem with ethno states. Yeah. I have a problem with the philosophy behind ethno states. Yes. It's the, I mean, the, the reason that I'm anti-Zionist is the same reason that I'm anti-white nationalist. I don't, ethnostates are bad, and the underlying yeah. logic behind them is bad, and the underlying logic behind them, by the way, is always violence. Yes. Ethnostates are, there is no, uh, there is no philosophy that would propose an ethnostate that is not also a violent philosophy. Right. And so I can't, I, 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 I'm, I'm an anti-Zionist for the same reason that I'm an anti-white nat. I don't, I, I disagree with ethnostates and the philosophies that underpin them. Mm-hmm. And it's got nothing to do with the, the ethnicity that is Jews, because I know for a fact that, first of all, um, a lot of, a lot of Jews are Zionists, right? And yes. that's not really always even their fault. Uh, this is a cultural thing that people are raised in. Um, and, and plus also, I also know that there's a lot of Jews that are (laughs) anti-Zionists. So to to say that the ethnicity is bad because political Zionists are bad is, uh, it would be anti-Semitism to say that. (laughs) And I don't. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like obviously if you're equi- if someone is equivocating uh, between like Zionism and Judaism, they're just framing it deceptively in order to try to get that gotcha, right? Oh it's yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's entirely a, it's entirely a word game. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. It's it's entirely uh, word it, games. Right. It, it, it you know, it, it's like if you opposed, uh, you know, uh, the United States invading Afghanistan uh, after like 9-11, it's obviously, like, oh, so you just hate America. Right. Uh, it's, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, no, uh, it's like it doesn't follow. At all. <laughs> or even worse, <laughs> even worse, if you're like Scott Horton and, you, and your kind of position is uh, or, you know, you or I and your position is, uh, you know, I think Osama bin Laden was telling the truth when he said why 9-11 happened. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think he was lying about his motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, then immediately it's like, oh, oh, why? Why are you on Osama bin Laden's side? It's like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. not. I think flying planes into buildings is bad. Just, you know, so you know that. Right. I, I, it's I, almost I, like if there's a it's almost like uh, if there is some type of thing that we believe is causing a bad thing, um, we can look at that analytically and decide, hmm, maybe these actions provoke certain reactions from people, certain impulses in people that lead to the likelihood that they will react in an extreme way. You know, just a thought, just a little, yeah. you know, just a little inclination. And that doesn't mean we agree with them. <laughs> no. And I saw somebody arguing the other day. I saw somebody arguing the other day, like, why does everybody point to um, the conditions in Gaza and uh, the like, like call uh, Gaza a, 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 a concentration camp and all this other stuff. You're stripping Hamas of moral agency for what they did. No. And, oh, no, my God. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hamas abs- is absolutely guilty for every evil act that yes. every person involved took part in. Every single one. Right. Every yeah. single solitary one. Yes. And so is the state of Israel. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Um, I'm not stripping moral agency from either of them. I'm the I only one applying to- it. Yes. <laughs> It's like we can say that, yeah, in like in, if an area is like hit by like some massive hurricane or something and people lose power, they lose utilities, um, they, you know, there's a shortage of food and everything like that. We can say that's probably going to increase theft. There is going to be there's yes. probably a high chance that thefts in the area are going to increase. That is not the same thing as saying the thefts are justified. It's just no. a description. It is just a predict. It's a prediction and a description of what has happened in the past, given similar circumstances. Yes. It's not saying that hey, that means theft is okay. No, it's just like yeah, this is the this is what happens in these conditions when there are these inputs. These outputs occur usually. Yes, and it's just like pointing out <laughs> that, that blowback occurs. It's just like pointing out that blowback yes, is yeah, a thing. Exactly. Well, it's like I'm not stripping the people who decide to blow up a marathon or shoot up a nightclub. I'm. Not not stripping them of moral agency they are responsible for their actions of course of yeah. course they are but why oh, have, yeah the why is important yes yeah if you have a problem the why is very important <laughs> in solving it incredibly in, yeah and it's not simply answered by well they they shouldn't they're um they're bad yeah, it's not. It's Dean, not answer- they're, they're, yeah, it's, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just the devil. It's just the devil doing it, right? <laughs> like I, I, again, that's that's stripping people of moral agency, right? I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. It, yes, they are absolutely responsible. Absolutely. 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 And for oh, every <laughs> for every single 
person who is uh let's look at the, let's look at Iraq for every single person who was radicalized into joining al qaeda uh or into joining one of these other uh radical groups right um al qaeda mm-hmm. in Syria grew big at, during the Syrian civil war um for every person who uh, for every person who joined one of these organizations as a result of watching their child be blown up, mm-hmm. the moral responsibility for blowing up that child lies with whoever blew up that child. Yes. You can't, you can't justify, you can't sit there and say, like, well, the moral, the chain of responsibility and the chain of explanation ends here because it's convenient. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, no, it can't. It actively, it cannot. Right. right. The chain and of responsibility has to be tracked in order to understand. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you saying? My bad. <laughs> no. I, oh, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I, I was just thinking, and I, so I haven't watched this yet. In fact, I think I'd rather pull my own teeth out uh, than watch it. <laughs> the Dave Rubin episode where he had James Lindsay on, uh, and they're talking about like how Gaza, the what's going on in Gaza is essentially cultural Marxism. Oh and that's God. the reason for everything. Oh my God. Uh, it, and it's all monocausal. You see, everything goes back to cultural. Oh Marxism. my God. I saw that. <laughs> How they, woke caused Hamas or something. Yeah, yes. Yes. <sighs> Man, I, I the, look, I know there's some people who take cultural Marxism seriously. I can't hear that term anymore and not have eye, my eyes roll. What sucks is that it actually I, does describe a thing. But the thing that people <laughs> apply it to is never that. I, I just, I can't take people seriously when they say it. I just can't. Uh, it's just like, it's <gasps> one of those words. It's, 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 it's one of those things that's kind of like, it's so hand washy and 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 or and, and hand wavy. It's hand both of those things to to say that. Oh, it's just cultural right. Marxism. The fuck are you talking about, dude? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it is. Oh my god! Any I've said it before, but whenever someone has a monocausal theory, I am like a, a political theory, especially. I am so quick to dismiss it. <laughs> oh God, it's almost like, like it's way more fucking complex. Yeah, than that. and for people who do, and, and people might say, "Well, isn't that libertarianism? Isn't the the crux of like the libertarian problem the state?" No, the crux of the libertarian problem is the state, but we don't think that's the only. We don't think that every, no. any other problem is caused by the state necessarily. No, we don't think every problem has its source in the state. The state does. Uh, so it's I, like, I think. I think if you point to a pre-existing problem, I think any libertarian could tell you how the state makes it worse. Probably. Yes. But yeah, that doesn't right, mean yeah. that the problem isn't there. To begin right, with, exactly. Like the yeah, the, the, yeah, the state can, doesn't yeah. cause the human condition. Right. Yes. Correct. <laughs> it may make it worse a lot of times. It does make it worse a lot of times, as yes. you said. But it doesn't mean that that is the source. It is the source of all these problems. God. <laughs> is man i yeah it's it's fascinating it's absolutely fascinating like why and i i I almost have to assume i almost have to assume like ulterior motivations because why are people trying to make all these like invent all these like possible causes for hamas and ignore the most obvious one Right? Like, why do people <laughs> always ignore... Why do people always ignore 
the most obvious answer. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe carving out a, a, a walled-in reservation to be kind, yeah. use kind words inside of an right. ethnostate is like a bad thing to do and might cause problems. Right. Wow. And, you know, all these people who are like, oh, well, you know, the Gazans support Hamas, which is, to me, that's very unverified. Like, even, even if I were, but even if I'm Let going me- to grant... Uh, let, yeah, me, let, me right. present, let me present two things in answer to that. I don't yeah. want you to lose your train of thought, but there are two answers to that no. that I think are very – because here's the thing. Let's assume it's true. Let's assume that polling data showed that some 80 percent of Gazans support Hamas, yeah. okay? Right. Um, yeah. First of all, I, I do question which Gazans those are because we did yeah. talk about how like 40 percent or 40 – what was it? 47 percent uh-huh. of Gaza is under the age of 14. Yep. So, I mean, that's one question. It's like, did you poll the kids? Because their opinions are meaningless. As far as I'm concerned, um, there's as who cares. Yeah. Um, but if let's assume that they only polled adults, and let's say that adults had had eighty percent support for for uh, Hamas. Okay, Hamas was installed. Let's say uh, it, it, let's use the word installed in two thousand and six. They were let's I mean, we could even assume that election was real. Let's say they were elected in two thousand and six. They they survived yeah. a coup attempt or did a coup, depending on who you ask. Um, uh, later on than that, a few years later, and maintained power, and they've been the dominant force in the area. They've been the de facto governing force. Um, they're not a government. Uh, they're they're. They're a government in strict terms, but they're not a government in in the sense that yeah. they do things that Western governments, quote unquote, do. Um, right. They and and they have had that position for since two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. So they also, by the way, um, are the people who say they have the answer. <laughs> yeah. They are they are the people who say that we can we can solve this problem we can uh, erase Israel we can do all these things that we need to do uh, yeah. as as recompense by the way for wrongs that were done to them let's not act mm-hmm. like these people ended up in a concentration camp accidentally yeah <laughs> um Jesus Christ I I, I just can't ugh. anyway yeah that, was, that, yeah that was my my point too which is like even if i steal even if we steal madness and even if we said okay that number is accurate let's just say it is um it makes sense You're right <laughs> uh, exactly and, and, and like, here's the thing uh, this is a and hamas by the way if your problem is that so many gazans support hamas well i mean add netanyahu to that list right because netanyahu like, literally supported hamas yeah. Against the PLO. Uh, I wonder. I actually don't know, but I bet you George Bush's poll numbers were probably pretty high post 9-11. Um, oh, astronomically. Yeah. Astronomically. You know, just things like that. It's almost yeah. like when you're in a crisis of, uh, you know, and you're living through uh, a, like actual, like an actual crisis. Uh it almost like it radicalizes people into supporting a strong man or a group of people who say, I will fix your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's Crazy almost like that's that a happens. pattern that develops <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Man, it's almost like uh, the Treaty of Versailles really, really had a, a really bad uh, <laughs> deleterious really effect. Consequence. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's almost like this keeps happening. Yeah, 
It really is Weird, almost like right? this just keeps happening. No and, and no one can find a cause except for cultural Marxism. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It had to be cultural Marxism. Yes. Obviously, it is wokeness that caused. Yeah. Cultural uh, Marxism is Marxism. the cause of uh, yeah. uh, Hamas because cultural Marxism is the cause of. By the way, cultural Marxism, was that even a term that was like in the milieu outside of deep academia in 2006? No, no, not that I can remember. I mean, I I was like sort of young, but not that I can ever remember. Uh, I never heard cultural Marxism ever talked about. Ugh. Uh, in, you know, what people, yeah. what they're doing is they're seeing the way that the stupid college kids are talking about, well, this is, yeah. you know, the, these people are a colonized people and yada, yada, yada. And they're like act, retroactively applying that. Well, I mean, look, here's the thing, right? To, I think to a lot of people. Uh, to the people who use cultural Marxism, and uh, th- I, I'm being generous here. I, I'm assuming that they are linked reasoning. Yeah. Um, to them, they think that any appeal to material conditions as an as a, a cause or as as a cause to like some violent act, they think that is cultural Marxism, right? If you're appealing to material conditions as a reason for why someone might do something. They feel that that is a cultural Marxist reasoning. And truthfully, I don't like if you want to call that cultural Marxism, if you want to call me a cultural Marxist, that's fine. But I think ignoring the fact that material like material living conditions do have an effect on people's motivations, and desires and behaviors. I think that's just obvious and behaviors. Yeah. Yes, I think that's just obvious. Denying that uh, is it's almost like denying that's incredibly stupid. Right. And why are you handing it to the Marxists? Like, why are you giving them? that monopoly on that yeah, analysis exactly <laughs> like, uh, but, yeah, like uh, you know hamas is so sleepy you know they're the wokest on the planet oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> hamas is so fucking woke <laughs> they're so woke jesus um yeah i i i can't i, I, I like can't that. take it seriously yeah, I like that image you posted of like a woman who, uh, the woman's like, well, Fox News convinced me that Hamas is going to invade my uh, Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen. <laughs> Average Fox News viewer. I watch enough Fox News to know Hamas is going to yeah. bomb my local Dairy Queen. Yep. Yeah. Or my Podunk yeah. Towns Dairy Queen. That's the text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> 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 I watch enough Fox News to know that cultural Marxism is gonna bomb my my poetry yeah. queen. Yes. <laughs> God, I just I it, it's it's so unserious. It's so unserious. Yeah. Now here's the thing: if they wanted to talk about cultural Marxism as a root of some of these discussions that are happening on campuses, I, I might even be able to take that seriously because I think that might actually be describing mm-hmm. what they're describing. But, sure. but they're just not they're not though yeah i mean also like uh i i think that like like you could regard marx as like an evil figure in history and also say yeah he got some things right yeah <laughs> you know? sure like uh all the, like the fact that like marx uh analyzed history through the lens of material conditions that you know that's true but just because he did that it doesn't mean that any analysis of material conditions 
is therefore Marxist. Yeah, is therefore Marxist or even de facto incorrect. Right, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, like can, there might be non-material motivations, right? Like some people would appeal to religion or something like that. Sure, you can say that there's non-material conditions. I'm not opposed to that. But ignoring that material conditions do play a role is silly. To yes. Me, right? it, it, it's just, <sighs> Again, I think people get so fucking... This is... This is... Okay. You know what I think this actually is? Fucking mm. theory brain. Yes, it, because people will straight up deny again. It, it loops back into denying the animal nature of man. Mm-hmm. It loops back into denying the fact that that's in all of us. And if you push a man far enough, if you, if, for example, put him through a famine, he's going to do some shit that he ordinarily would never have done. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's like you're you see something in nature or someone doing something and then you say, Oh, that's that's uh, they're enacting this theory, right? Because look, look, they're doing this thing. It'd be like if I said if I saw someone defending their life, and I'd be like, "Oh, that guy's a Rothbardian." <laughs> look at him exactly. go. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like I don't know. It's just weird to, to do that. Uh, I think that's an interesting thing because I, honestly, famine is probably an A plus number one example of why that's fucking wrong to ignore the material conditions right. of a person and how that might affect their behavior. Yeah, because it would without a famine, pe- people would not do the things they do during a famine. <laughs> yeah, they simply would not do it. <laughs> right. And but that's a that is a change in the material conditions in the actual in the that is a change in in their environment that causes yeah. them to behave in a particular way. Yeah. And I have to I have to be clear. I'm not a materialist. I don't think that material conditions can explain everything. There's also, a, you know, a subjective human component. Yes, absolutely. Well, well, there are uh, people who but, in a famine would rather die than do anything that they that yeah. they don't want to do. And they do, in fact, die right. rather than do anything. They don't. Do. Those people yeah. do exist. Yeah. So like, you know, a Marxist would probably if they're a true Marxist, they would probably uh, rely wholly on material conditions. But that doesn't mean that, you know, material conditions don't play a large role. And I think that's why the the people are so knee-jerk reactionary to like that type of analysis. Right. As well, especially in 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 particular with regard to those people who do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do as a response yes. to their environment. It's like Right. Yeah, I mean that's definitionally because they wouldn't ordinarily do it. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about the thing called evolution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, no, and I think it's a good point to make that it's not to say that everything is a response to material conditions. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it's a factor. Yes. What the hell? It's a factor, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just. And, and you don't. And you don't need to assume, like, I, I'm most insulted that you're giving Marx this win. Like, you're trying to, like, make it so that any discussion of material conditions is therefore going to, like, be Marx in, in your, like, if someone is like, yes, hmm, I, you know, uh, I, there's a, a lot, large amount of theft going on. And we just had a big natural disaster that, like, uh, cut off people's utilities and everything like that. Um, and you think that hmm, that's probably playing a large role in the increase in in theft uh that is not like that's not i'm not looking at it through a marxist lens just because i am 
it would just be Marks and I might look at it the same way. Yes. Uh, or similarly. Yes. Or, or, yeah. or it might reach the same conclusion about, yeah. about what, what, what right. is the, uh, what is at the root of this particular thing? Yes. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just, ugh. Uh, it, it seems, it seems, uh, and here's the thing, to be fair, we're responding to what we believe their position is and what makes sense based on the way they use yeah. the term cultural Marxism. All yes, the I, I'm actually giving I'm actually giving them kind of the benefit of the doubt, because if they're not using cultural Marxism, then I don't know. Honestly, then it what makes no fucking sense. It makes no. No, because that the, the whole Marxist angle is material. The analysis of history through material conditions. Uh, that is Marx's big thing. Uh, so, right. Right. No, I agree with you. And so if they're I, I think you're correct, if they're not using it in that way, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Like what they're describing is it just doesn't track. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just like throwing words out. You know, it's it's like a, it's like they're basically it's almost like they're just emoting. You know what I mean? They're not saying any uh, statement that's true or false. They're just emoting right. by saying something. Uh there was a there have, there's been some conversation in 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 one of the chats about uh every time every time uh uh James Lindsay and these guys say say these terms just putting Mr. Crocker from the Fairly Odd Parents and it's just critical race theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think Jackalope might have actually posted it. A couple of people might actually have, but um, it's funny. yeah, it's it, it's very funny. Um, but yeah, it's I am I am just ugh. I'm I'm disgusted by the conversations that are going on, yeah. and I'm disgusted by people who are denying the reality of it. I was talking to a guy the other day who was uh, they were responding to um, Martyr Maid. I forget the man's name. Uh, something uh, Daryl Cooper is that his name? Um. They were responding to him on on uh, on Twitter, and they 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 were saying that he's like uh, he's you know a Hamas stan and shit like that, and hates Israel and all this other crap. If you've listened to his to his series, you know that's not true. Um, but but his but I I I responded to one of them, and I was like, can, you could forgive the guy for getting a little queasy when ethnic cleansing is being discussed as if it's actually on the table as an option. Yes. Yeah. And this one dude told me that nobody's talking about genocide. Like, nobody's saying genocide is an option. And I told him, I was like, ethnic cleansing... I said ethnic cleansing, not genocide. I'm not not saying that the state of Israel is going to go door-to-door in Gaza and kill every Palestinian they see. Right. But that's not the only form of ethnic cleansing. And also, but there's also, you know, forms of genocide that aren't just like we're going to kill people. Sure. If you take a more expansive uh, definition of genocide, then it includes forcefully moving a people off. Right. Well, no, that's well, that's ethnic cleansing. That's ethnic cleansing. Yes. Yes. That's that is that is to to me. It can be a subset. Right. Right. It's a square and a rectangle. All genocides are ethnic cleansing, but not all ethnic cleansings are genocides strictly. Right. Um, so, so the, and, and I, I brought up the Armenians recently in Azerbaijan, um, that were, they were literally run out of, uh, there was that little enclave in the Southern part of the country. They were just run out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, is that yeah. not ethnic cleansing? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, it's an attempted genocide. And I just fucking, I, I fucking lost it, dude. <laughs> 
Oh. I fucking lost it. I was like, holy shit. And this guy was going off on me about how words mean things. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I never said genocide. I said ethnic cleansing. And also, why do you think they're the same thing in all cases? That's fucking nonsense. Oh my God. It was just so aggravating yeah. to me. But it's the dishonesty. Yeah. I'd say that to say. The dishonesty that's happening around this conversation is disgusting to me. It's so disgusting to me. Mm. And it's everywhere. It's people being dishonest about the moral reality of the situation. It's people being dishonest Mm -hmm. about their own morality. It's people being dishonest about the history of the region. Mm -hmm. I just... It's not that hard. You know, maybe it is hard. Maybe it is difficult to be honest about things. Maybe it is hard. Yeah. Maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe it is super, super difficult to just be objective and, and really honest and just try to understand things and, and, and really, really want to dig in and, and get knowledge. Well, but, right. But that's the thing, though. I, I was saying, like, people who are denying blowback are the ones uh, fulfilling the process of blowback, right? Yes. It's like people who are the people who are in, like, uh, who are fulfilling the blowback prophecy don't think they're doing it, yeah. but they are exactly right. Because the, one of the things about blowback is when, uh, when a harm has been caused to you uh, and a serious harm, you believe that you must have revenge for this harm that's been caused to you. And you're not really thinking about the innocent people. Your revenge might hurt in the process. Right. Uh, so it's like, yeah, uh, it's just tragic because the very people who, uh, you know, deny blowback the hardest are those who are always the ones who are most vulnerable to it. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've made the point a million times, and, and so has Scott, and, and so have you, that, that, yeah. that the war in Afghanistan, the war in Iraq, uh, the whole global war on terror was blowback from 9-11. Yeah. That's all mm-hmm. it was. I mean that that's the that is the core explanation for why that occurred. Yeah. At least at least as far as American support for it. There's all these political and 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 you know the the the, the political machinations that happen in the background are another mm-hmm. thing entirely. But yeah. as far as the popular support for the global war on terror among the people of the United States. Um right. It was blowback. Yep. People went and signed up to, for the military to go overseas and kick their asses. Who are they? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I heard the name Osama. I think it's him. Yeah, they, they attacked us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I just... <clears throat> it, I've, just been, I've just been growing increasingly frustrated with the dishonesty around the conversation. And then it, anyone who tries to be honest about it, oh, you're an anti-Semite. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you yes. talking about? This is always, this is like, as a libertarian, this is always like the most demoralized time because um, everyone seems crazy and it's, it's like they're in droves. Like it's like a, a swarm of zombies, you know? Uh, it's like, uh, it, it can be really like, it's like, man, there's so many people who just genuinely believe that if you're opposed to, Killing an in, an innocent person here, uh, which again, the, the other people might not view them as innocent. It's like the, right. the Israeli, uh, um, 
but if you're opposed to that at all, then you must just hate uh, Jews or something like that. Yes. Uh, right. It's like, like if someone, okay, if my neighbor's family got murdered by a murderer or something like that, and then the, the husband or something uh, was like, in response, I'm going to burn down this entire block. And I'm like, hey, hey, wait, wait, don't do that. Yeah. It would That's be like, a it would bad not move. It would not be like, I don't care about his family <laughs> or, you know, it right. was, that it, it, that's just not a rational thing to do. But of course, it's weird for me to say that because I know they're not thinking. Rationally. So obvious. That's obvious. Right. Yes. Um, but it is like it's like, I, what do you do? You know, uh, <clears throat> you know, if all this stuff is still going on. I think this might be interesting to discuss on a later episode because it, we, we've been going for almost an hour and a half now. But I, I'm oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Like, no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. No, I'm, I was. I've enjoyed the conversation entirely. Um, I, I think it might be interesting though on a later episode to talk about Christian Zionism and oh yes, some I would of, love to talk about that. Yeah, some of the weird underpinnings of it, like how it ties in with Christian eschatology and like the yes. idea that. What these people are actually after is the end of the world. <laughs> like, yes, they, they yes, yes. No, literally, literally. And, and people, people who are, aren't like familiar might think you're being hyperbolic. At least from my own anecdotal experience, I promise you, what you said is completely accurate. Yes, I, yeah, I, yeah. No, I grew up um, in a neighborhood that had an extremely evangelical um, uh, family, and I, I promise you, the the like fawning support for like israel uh comes specifically from christian eschatology yes it does it's it's based entirely upon the end of the world prophecy basically if a war in israel gets big enough they think jesus is coming back yes that's what it is which also is a very weird thing it's like you know we have we have to make god come back (laughs) Yes, yeah. yes, and that's the thing that bothers me so much. We gotta do. Yeah, exactly. We gotta be the ones. <laughs> well, the same thing bothers he, he me. Can't in... go back until I do this thing. It's like he's gonna lie. He's he fit. He you know it's out of his power to do it until I do this. Well, it's, it's one of the same things that bothers me in the some in the in the sects of Judaism where they're like they want to force the rebuilding of the temple, and it's like uh-huh. wait no that's supposed to happen like in its own time. Like, that's not supposed to be something that you yeah, just go do. What if we cheat? It's like the guy in Texas who was, like, trying to breed the perfect red heifer for uh, for this Jewish sect, this organization that's trying to find the red... And this is this is connected yeah. to eschatology. Um, and and he's, a, he's like, a, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's a Christian <laughs> from Texas who wants to fulfill... Uh, 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 an end times prophecy in Judaism because it connects to a it connects to Christian eschatology, and so he he's trying to create like a perfect red heifer for them. I just like to picture like God's just sitting up there chilling in heaven, and then they and then some like rando prophecy, and he just gets poofed out into the surprise yes, exactly. and tricked, <laughs> ah, tricked again. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> that bothers me dude the, the, yeah. but yeah we, we should really um, we should dig in on that a little bit because the, I, yeah. I, I find it disgusting if I'm being honest the, no, yes. the, it's the very like that, narcissistic oh yeah and narcissistic and also um, I, I think there are 
I, th- I, I, I don't know this to be true, right? But I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of Jews in particular who don't really know why this is. Uh, like, yeah. why, why the Christian Zionists exist mm-hmm. and what their motivations are. Mm-hmm. And I find, it, I find the bloodlust of Christian Zionism to be the, the grossest thing on the planet. Yes, yes 100%. There's just like it's, it's it's and here's the thing. I think there are Christians who don't understand that that's the root of Christian Zionism. I think there are Christians who don't understand yep. that that like they were just brought up with like the we support Israel, like that's what we do. It's like fine, cool, but like why? I don't think they they asked that. Right. I think there's a lot of Christians who don't understand the root of Christian Zionism. Yeah. Uh, and it's especially, you know, what I don't know, I don't know how the Catholics feel about it, but I do know that this is something that's very, very big in, yep. uh, in Protestant evangelism. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what the old churches think, but, but the like Protestant, uh, evangelical Christianity, it loves, loves Christian Zionism. Oh yes. Uh, and it's, yeah, I was kind of, I was, I was brought up around some of those people too. Mm-hmm. and and yep. sat there and watched in uh i think it was in 2000 and um was it in 2014 when there was the flare up in gaza and i actively had people around me going like oh oh this is it <laughs> it's it's like the super bowl form it's like yes. here we go <laughs> we yeah it was it yeah. was fucking gross dude um yeah anyway we ought to dig in on that at some point yeah um okay did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up no nope i'm good uh okay let's get to plugs then man all right uh you can find me on twitter at ace underscore arcist uh you can find me on Substack at aceartist.substack.com and on blue sky it's uh aceartist.bsky.social all right uh pacing joska j-o-u-s-k-a on twitter uh pacingjoska.bsky.social and the show, TETC.show on Blue Sky, and uh, at TETC Show on Twitter. Um, and I think that's it. Later, guys. Thanks. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show. Mm-hmm.